0: This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy.
1: We open in the room of the inn, where Haskell and Gideon. I guess. I guess we didn't set up like. I guess you guys just went to the inn, anyways. Um. So we're in the inn, we're in a dark room in the inn at, in Duskshire. Haskell wakes up suddenly, the voices of the dead echoing through their head from their dreams. A shadowy figure at the corner of their vision, permanently attached as if sleep in their eye, but also vaguely familiar as if someone they once knew. They reach out and feel Gideon sleeping soundly at their side, snoring lightly for the moment. Haskell's breathing steadies from the dreams already fading When a figure as if smoke appears in front of them. Their hand goes to the blade under their pillow, but they pause. This figure is familiar, and at the same time doesn't appear as if it's really here. The figure steps forward. He is wearing a plain black suit with no tie. His skin is a light gray, and his eyes are dull, but as he moves, he leaves behind a faint trail of purple smoke. And for a second, you see the outline of a draconic form. He speaks. Haskell, you cannot go south with Gideon. You must go to the Tower of Shade. If you are to ever truly break the Rising then you cannot be caught up in the movement of this world. In the tower is one of the keys needed. He pauses. For a moment, but before Haskell can speak, he shifts forward and lays a small quiver of black and purple bolts at their feet. A gift. He glances at the figure in the corner of Haskell's vision, and their eyes look with him, and when they turn back, he is gone. They bolt up and out of bed, quickly gathering their things, and with one quiet letter left on the nightstand, Haskell disappears. When Gideon awakes, he reads a letter. Gideon, I am sorry. I'm not very good with goodbyes, but I don't see this as goodbye. I'll meet up with you and Durga when you've brought help. I have something I need to take care of, and I don't want to delay your mission any more. Stay safe, and I'll see you soon. Haas. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, a.k.a. ADhDD a real play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. With me tonight is Brett.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: And Carson.
3: Hello.
1: <laughs> uh, Jackie is taking a break from the, the podcast for a while, so to do that we had to come up with a reason for them to not be here anymore so Haskell has left we don't know how for how long we don't know what that entails and we don't and i don't really know where this campaign is gonna go since Haskell was like the main focus with their thing so okay (laughs) i'm sad
2: feels weird for sure yeah
1: (laughs) so we're gonna start out i think it's like a little later let's say afternoon now gideon I think, like, I don't... What does Gideon do when he first gets this? Like, does what does he do? We'll just ask.
0: Uh, I think he reads it three or four times. And... uh, I think in in the back of his mind, you know, he knew that any number of decisions any of them could have made could lead to this, um, eventuality, um, but he's definitely very sad to, you know, for Haskell to be gone. Um, wonders why they wouldn't ask him to go with them. Um, but ultimately respects their decision and kind of sits about, you know, moving towards, um, Silver Silverbane in that where we're headed. Uh, that's where you were headed,
1: yes. Before Haskell left, so I wasn't sure if that was where you were still going to want to go, or if you were going to want to change some plans around.
0: Um, Heck, I didn't know if you might want
1: to even try to hunt Haskell, which would be a lot of fun, because I know what their stealth is.
0: (laughs) Uh, That feels like a mostly futile effort, and um, also doesn't feel like respecting Haskell's wishes, so um, I think Gideon is going to stay the course and head towards Silverbane. He's still very concerned about the Commonwealth's activity on Medellin and does want to kind of rally the troops, as it were. Um, He is pretty dead set on the fact that no one city can hold out against a Commonwealth siege. Um, It's going to take United Front to be able to honestly put up a fight and, and put a dent in their plans. He remembers for a moment that Brax was trying to send them towards the Tower of Shade. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think that also sets us up. Where I think before you leave for Silverbane, Brax like grabs you for lunch, <laughs> not to eat you, even though he's probably thought about uh,
0: it. Um, about to ask, you, or uh, Giddy does have a juicy ass.
1: Juicy, yeah. Um, Squats
0: and heavy armor, you know.
1: So I think we find Gideon sitting at a table with Brax and Red. They're outside on a patio. The patio is lined with a stone wall on three sides, crackling with flames. Um, you know, imagine, like, one of those scenes where they're treasure hunters and they put, you know, a torch into, like, a little, like, onto a little, what do you want to call it? Torch holder. Like an aqu- Like a little aqueduct? basically of oil and they light oh. the whole entire thing and it it spreads throughout the room and it just lights up the whole room um so like a national like th- treasure like a national treasure like, or probably an indian jones one. movie probably something else um uh definitely the mummy i think oh wait the mummy was mirrors but there definitely had to be something like that in one of the mummies Um, I think that
2: happens in one of the mummy movies
1: it's gotta happen in one of the mummy movies uh so the patio is lined with a stone wall that hat is set up like this kind of like this aqueduct crackling with flames um, to the entrance of this patio are two small wormlings, and they sit and randomly breathe fire onto the, like this stone wall to keep the flames going. Um. <laughs> it's a living. It's a living. A axi, you know, a, t- a tabby tabaxi um, serves you rum and walks away as Brax cuts into a thick steak. There's snow falling. Like this is open air and it, but it melts before it ever even touches your skin. Um, at the back of the patio is a bar where a number number of servers mix up drinks and serve food. And behind that bar is like a large, like a massive round stovetop, basically. It's a massive, almost hibachi-style stovetop. Nice. And there is a large brass dragon about the size of an elephant and probably as round as an elephant. That is, like, it breathes fire under this table to keep it hot, and it is also cooking up, like, large amounts of food, and is like, pour, you know, pulling it onto uh, plates and yelling awesome. at his servers, yelling at his staff to, uh, you know, get the orders and whatnot. And this is, like, the area, and, like, Brax is just sitting there with you, and I think, I, and Red is there with you. Brett, do you want to describe Red? I think we did last session, too, maybe? But you might as well do it now.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just a... He's a red dragon. He is, uh... I put on here 6'6", but I was thinking about that, and that's too big um, for how young he is. He's, like, 6'2". Um... <laughs> Stand standing just, up it's a major difference. His, it's, it's a pretty big difference, though, right? Like, 6'6", that's, he's not yeah, going to see many in, people in, higher out than of him. Bluffs. And, uh... Yeah. Or taller than him. But, uh... <laughs>
1: This is making me wonder if I have a height for Brax. I don't remember ever putting a height yeah, for Brax. So, i find that now.
2: Red dragon. He has, you know, red horns coming off his head going back. Uh, spikes, you know, starting at his head, going down his back, down his tail. Uh, big wings. He's wearing um, straps uh, that fasten uh, on his back in between his wings and go around his wings so that on his sides he has, kind of looks like saddlebags. Um, hmm. But obviously it was like made to fit. Him, uh, and he would just be sitting there chilling beside Brax. And
1: Brax is tearing into his steak.
2: Oh yeah, we already have the food. Yeah, yeah.
1: reds
0: reds eating too. I mean, has Brax has Brax even introduced us? Not using. Um, I think at
1: all. he he definitely said something about him uh, yesterday when you guys are at the. the The longhouse, like the council or the city, the city hall house, basically city hall longhouse. But I don't,
2: Um, I don't think he really. Did he say this is red or something? He said he
1: said something about having a friend for you to go with, and I I think think he introduced. I think he said something about red when you were out watching sunshine at night. Get his ass kicked.
2: Yeah, that's when he showed up. I don't think he was formally introduced, and if. Brax hasn't done it. Red hasn't, like, introduced himself either. He's just enjoying yeah. his meal. Just ripping his And Brax his definitely
1: hasn't actually actively introduced him. He's definitely said his name a few times, but...
0: I don't think He said, Brax this is Gideon. Red. I think Gideon said, yes, Brax, I have eyes, and I'm sure this dragon has a name. Yes, Red. Oh! um, Unless you've changed it, and I didn't know. Bit on the nose...
2: What are you trying to say? He used he to be called his
1: Little Red. No, I didn't. And now he's just—he
2: punches Brax <laughs> in the shoulder. <laughs> I.
1: This... So is Red the the Red Dragon
2: bi- punches bi- him? He closes bi-pedal. his claws. <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely <laughs> closes his claws and punches him. He's is, not is bipedal.
0: Red... Yeah, he's quadrupedal, right? So he's yeah. like he just yes, yeah. yeah. like this front r- front right arm or something or, like, oh, or yeah. something in slugs
2: him yeah yeah he's you know he's uh sitting on his haunches eating and he you know reaches over his right arm and punches him so he so he's legitimately a dragon like
1: and this is we found a couple different playable dragon classes and red is one of those um i mean red was one of kylex brett's Brett's kylex and then we found this new one which is uh
0: hobgoblins which he will be next time. Braxton Red ate one of my characters.
1: That's well, not official. Uh, we don't know yet. We haven't played that. That's just that was just a question. Uh, a Hobgoblin's Guide to Dragons uh, is on GM and Binder, and that's one that. of the ones we're using. Um,
0: when Red opens his mouth, you swear you can hear. <laughs> oh my God!
1: No, that's definitely Deep not yet. canon. Every so, so. Brett and I played. Red, started building Red in January of 2022.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I
1: mean 2011 because it's 2012 right now. Right, um, right. sorry, sorry, forgot about that. Forgot about what year it was. Jeez. Um. And we <laughs> played. We did a couple sessions. We, it was like way back when we first started recording stuff. So I didn't even know what I was doing and. We weren't planning a podcast at that point. It was just me trying to keep notes through recording. So we lost a lot of that. I think it was like two or three sessions and I basically lost it. So we we restarted Red at one point And we've got like two sessions of that done. Two or three sessions of that done. But we really have not been able to consistently play Red. So now we're just throwing him into the main campaign in place of Sunshine mm. at Night. Who has basically he slept through the night after Lillian knocked him out. He probably got up found a ship and is now sailing toward Durga as fast as they can make it
0: um and Godspeed to him he's gonna need it yeah he is
2: mm-hmm. you have a shitstorm storm to deal with
1: I already had Brett roll to see what would happen on that trip, and we're not gonna discuss it, but it's fun stuff um <laughs> Because I'm not gonna have Brett's every single one of Brett's characters. Fun. Brett just keeps bringing characters into the campaign and has them leave, and then it's like I'm not gonna keep doing side stories for every single <laughs> one of his characters.
0: That's why I don't get attached to Brett's characters anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, after Theron, it's just been like us. You know, it's just been. I don't get to. Who knows how long Red will last?
0: But then he just goes and brings like a dragon in to yep. be friends, maybe with Gideon, and that just doesn't feel fair. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think Brax finds it amusing. I think he knows a little bit that Gideon's like has this whole fascination with dragons, so it's probably really funny to him. So, <clears throat> so, yeah, we're sitting at this table, and Brax and Red are eating, and Gideon is mourning over the loss of his companions. He's alone. This is the first time you've been alone since. I mean, like. I guess in, like, everywhere you've gone, the Dream Team kind of left you behind. Like, Theron and Haskell went and did all their own stuff a lot. So you were probably... definitely
0: in, and then there was one moment, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, you're used to not having them around, but usually they come back around, and now you know nobody's coming back. (laughs) And somehow you find yourself with Brax, the guy who brought you to this continent in the first place.
0: I read... It is a pleasure to meet you. I <clears throat> I I have found myself enjoying the company of dragons, if not
2: well, yeah, uh, duh
0: a bit perplexed by them at times, like uh I don't know if you've been to Lusden and met the librarian there, but um interesting individual that one.
1: Red here has been around, but he's from Silverbane originally.
0: Oh, Silverbane, that's, I'm, I'm actually, well, Brax probably already told you, he likes telling people everything, I think, but, um, I'm actually headed towards Silverbane.
2: Oh, are you? Yeah, Brax told me I needed to go with you. He looks at Brax confused. Why are you acting like you didn't know? You said that I should go.
1: Brax takes a bite of his steak, and by take a bite, I mean he puts, like, half the steak in his mouth at one time and just starts chewing slowly.
0: Same old Brax, never changes. Mischievous, this one. Cares more than he lets on, I think.
2: You can't prove that. I can't. Red's shaking his head behind Brax, like, yes, nodding yes, when he looks at you to say that you can't prove that.
0: Well, Red, um... It appears I'm making this journey alone.
2: I just Um, said I was going to come with you.
0: Oh, yes. Well, what I was saying is, I'll be happy to have your company. Excuse me.
2: Oh, cool. But, like, if someone else was going to come, maybe not, you know?
0: No, I'm actually quite pleased to have your company.
2: It doesn't
1: seem that way.
2: It really (coughs) doesn't.
1: I can't do Brax's voice while having to cough. It's not a good (laughs) combination. Red, roll
0: inside. <laughs> okay.
2: Red's first roll in the main campaign. Let's see what you got. He's not good at Insight, though. Oh, God. I almost banned someone. Trying to roll.
3: <laughs> don't, don't ban me. He was asking me who I wanted to ban. I
2: was like, type in the name. Don't ban me, bro. Be That's really a big five. big five. Big five. 4 plus 1.
0: Nope. What were you having a Gideon's, real insight on? <laughs> Gideon smiling, but I mean I guess you just you don't you, you don't know if it's earnest or not. I mean if he rolled, rolled well, he would have learned that Gideon's genuinely very excited for him to be along for the journey, but you know.
1: Red thinks Red, that you Dyson. don't want him there at all. He thinks you're being super sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, He sighs and goes
2: back to eating.
0: In my life.
1: I love how awkward this is. It's so good. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Who do you know in Silverbane?
1: You you should tell him about the groundskeeper.
2: What about? The groundskeeper, he's kind of like... He kind of watches out for me in Silverbane. Oh, man, he's going to be so glad I'm back. Yeah, that dude really loves our conversations. Sure. He's kind of like you know he kind of rules Silverbane. You know he's kind of in charge over there. The well, he wastes a lot of time that growing stuff for some reason.
0: Like a is that is that a dragon? Is that another dragon? Yeah, Did of course. You guys visibly excited.
2: Yeah, of course. He's like huge though. And purple. Yeah, he's purple too. I don't know color has to matter with it, though, but, yeah.
1: It's just, it's a nice fact to know about another dragon.
2: Yeah, he's purple. I don't hold it against him, though. He cannot be this flashy. He, like, stretches out his wings.
0: Purple and red, they're not, you know, separated by that much, are they? not, like, red and green, red and gold.
2: Yeah, <laughs> man, they're <laughs> pretty different. Uh... You know, I look like fire. He looks like... uh, Purple. Something purple, man. (laughs) It's like something purple.
0: Grapes? He looks like grapes. Does he grow grapes?
2: Oh, he does look like grapes. I don't know. I don't look at much of the stuff he grows. I don't understand why he does that. It's a little boring. Uh, But maybe.
0: It'd be funny if dragons were colorblind.
1: Uh, Dragons colorblind. Oh, this is talking about bearded dragons. Do. Oh, they can see full, further Blacks into the do. spectrum color. They probably they can see more colors.
0: Like butterflies. That's, but, that's know, Butterflies can identify. Fu- oh.
2: I almost said something like that, and like that's why red is laughing. Like, God, red and purple are similar. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Heck, two red dragons are not
1: even that similar.
2: Yeah, But then I was like, hey, I'll just lean more into the red is a 30-year-old dragon, so.
1: Brex, he's what young.
0: Will you be doing,
2: Well, baby.
1: He's not a wormling. Technically, we're saying he's a young dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we decided? Yes. Okay. That's adolescent. why he's a... because uh, we wormlings are basically the size of like wolves or panthers, whereas young dragons start getting big horse size or bigger. Yep.
2: Basically, it's right a like, human oh, equivalent of, like, a 15 or 16-year-old, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's probably, like, a teen. He's probably, like, a late teen yeah. by now or something.
0: Big enough for Gideon to ride. Perfect. And this is Dirty. where Gideon multi-classes as a cavalier fighter.
1: <laughs> I want to see Red let you ride him. Would Red let him ride him?
2: Hell no. <laughs>
1: I'm not asking right now, for sure. <laughs> Red knows Silverbane, so I think he will be a good guide to get you there safely.
2: Yeah, I can do that.
0: Red, yeah. if um, I may ask, like, do you have business back in Silverbane? Is this taking you out of your way?
2: Oh, um... Man, I got business everywhere, like, all the time, man. I just... Me and Brax, you know, we just roll around and take care of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh... Are you Morty? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's Morty?
2: I don't know. That was a weird thing to say.
1: But That's so, such a weird thing, Gideon. Just because yeah, we know like... somebody named Morty doesn't mean we know somebody
0: named Morty. Um, no, I'm, yeah, I'm I don't sorry. know like, I was any talking of people to, you know. You see, that, you see that guy? walk? He just walked by a little bit ago. I'm, I'm sorry. I think I was mistaken. He just kind of looked like my friend Morty.
2: Yeah, I think I know why. Uh, why Brax wants me to go with
0: you.
1: Um, he's not all there. He says, touching his head, and like nodding toward Gideon.
2: Yeah, you know it's pretty common. In, in here, uh... Gideon
0: is staring at something over Red's shoulder.
1: Older humans start to forget things.
2: I don't know, Brax. They he all seem kind of crazy. Yeah, they are. That's what makes them fun. But me and Brax go around and do stuff and uh and Brax, what will you be doing? He wants me to come with you, so I'm gonna come with you.
1: I'll just be hanging out, he says, and then he like puts his feet up on like the table. <laughs> leaning oh, back and really you
2: got far. something cool going on, huh? Yes. Always
0: so coy. No,
1: I'm not a coy. I'm a lizard.
2: Yeah, he is struggling, Brax. He is like, struggling. D- do I look like a
1: fish person
2: to you? He says, like leaning in toward Red. No, you—you you look like a, you look way more like a dragon than a fish. That's true. Yeah. Gideon, are you are you all right? You don't even have a fin. Red's I pointing know. out I'm having like a hard time
0: focusing today. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well. I, I, for a
1: human your age, maybe traveling a lot isn't good for you. Maybe you should just...
0: I'm as sharp-witted as I've ever uh, been.
1: Brax. Brax glance? I know you're just having Brax a glance, good time. Brax glance, is that red? That's not saying much.
0: <laughs> I, um, I only have a few things I need to gather, and I suppose I should secure transportation, grab a horse for the road, but I'm ready to leave essentially as soon as you are,
2: Red. Well, I'm ready now. Uh, I, I can come with you okay, to get a horse. Um, I'll be ready in like an hour. You want me to come two. with you?
0: Yeah, why don't you go
1: with them? You guys should get to know each other.
2: Yeah, I can come make sure you don't get lost and stuff. Great idea. That sounds excellent. All right, cool. uh he finishes what's left on his plate in one bot. Uh, See round Brex. See you later. Thank you for
0: your help. You're welcome I red hasn't Gidiot. really
1: helped you much yet, but I'm Just sure d- he will.
0: Oh yeah. you know I was talking <laughs> to you. this is i I know you're both very amused. But... <laughs> It's been a long morning. Laughs.
1: <laughs> Good luck, Gideon. Go say hi to Calvin for me.
0: I'll do that. Gideon was taking him out of his food. I, <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, I didn't even see them bring you food.
0: I thought you were just drinking. Drinking away your sorrows. Alright, so you guys go get a horse. <laughs> a, l- a little bout of flame comes out of Red <laughs> Ah. Yeah, all
1: right, you go get a horse. Do you <laughs> you sh- should ask Jackie if they're okay with like loaning you some money? Like say they left you like a, co-
0: a pouch of like a I have enough money for a horse. Say they left
1: you like a pouch of 100 gold coins since they're your glucose guardian.
0: <laughs> all that was left with the note was a bag of ball bearings. <laughs> <laughs> but the
1: ball bearings are made of pure
0: gold. Um All right. It's not a great thing for ball bearings to be made of. I don't think there's no. It wouldn't
1: be good at all, anymore. except for as like something this like you know currency. All right, you get a horse. I'm not gonna. Are you gonna buy me that. a
2: horse? I've never rode. Yeah, a are horse. are gonna. Bu-
1: oh
0: my god! You are a horse. Whoa! I mean, you're not. You're a dragon, but you're like as big as a horse.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't just have bigger ones. It's cool. I like to walk, anyway. Well...
0: How fast can you run?
2: Oh, man. Pretty fast. Pretty freaking fast, yeah. Uh, fly faster,
0: though. You, you want to race my horse? Ah. Uh, well, flying's not really fair in a race against a horse, but... I'd love to see you fly sometime. I've met some dragons since I've been on Bindowin. Oh, that's great, man.
2: And uh, I was raised with dragons.
0: Yeah, I... Oh yeah, who, who what, what, who you? Um... <laughs> I was about to say anyone I might know, but it seems very unlikely. I doubt it, unlikely.
2: Only met a few. What would the chances be? Oh,
0: you know Apple. It's getting met Apple.
2: No,
1: Apple lives in Silverbane. Doesn't really go leave there much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm um, I'm I'm not familiar with Apple. Oh man, he's cool dude. You know, sour Badge. I
2: don't know him. We don't just all know each other though, you know.
0: I was <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna make our way to Silverbade. I don't know if you wanna roll on a
2: table or anything.
1: I'm enjoying this so much. I don't I just wanted to have you guys talking for the next hour. How awkward can this be? Man, uh, are you just gonna <laughs> ride that horse the whole time?
2: It looks so uncomfortable.
0: For me or the horse.
2: Yeah. It's all around. How is anybody having a good time here? So you, yeah, ride, wait, you, wait, you, wait, you wait, ride out of Dusk chair and you head south.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I don't need a horse if I... N- never mind. We ride out of Dusk Shear.
1: Ah, um, uh, fuck. Alright, I need you to make a survival roll, Gideon. Red can make one too if he wants to, but he doesn't have to. I, don't, I, I know he can survive.
2: <laughs> then I will not make one <laughs>
1: <laughs> This is when Gideon rules in nat 1 And terrible things happen
2: What's new?
0: Pussycat Whoa, whoa, whoa How about a 16 plus 1,
1: Ah, uh, Okay I don't know why I still pull up maps to this world You know, I have the whole freaking thing memorized Um,
0: That makes one of us I
2: built this world. I built this city. I know where city. most everything is.
1: So, the the easiest The route that they basically told you to do is go straight south, hit the river, and then sail down the river. I'm trying to decide how I want to do this. Okay. You... So, you start... Hmm. You make your way south of Duskshire. You come upon, like, a little village at the, he- the head of this river, and, like, they... I'm trying to... They have, like, a little mm, river barge that you can hop on. It's not the fastest, but it'd be faster than trying to, like, walk your way along this river the whole way south. But it's also the only thing that might carry you, a horse, and Red down this river.
2: Red naps
1: on the barge.
0: Again, s- go ahead. Intermittently exercises in his armor and probably reads Hoss's note a few times and...
2: How long is the ride? I think it probably took
1: a... hmm, Well, it's probably only for a few hours before you get stopped. You come across um, not quite a dam, kind of like a canal type area. It's basically a large gate across the river. A number of uh, guardsmen in plain armor
0: like unmarked armor.
1: Yeah, unmarked armor. Stop the boat for taxes for crossing Lord Brown's property. And like a a, a man in plain brown robes wearing a mask comes on board the ship and
3: st-
1: asks for 10 gold from each person on the the barge.
2: Did it wake I me. Up? Some
1: of the go- I don't think they'd wake a dragon
2: up. But did did the whole thing wake me up?
1: I don't know. Make a hmm. What?
2: Make a perception. Rule.
1: We'll do perception. We'll see if you're attuned enough to notice anything
0: going on around you while you're sleeping. But there are like regular like workers on the the barge on the uh, right, like people who take this route a lot. None. Yeah, you're asleep. Um... <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, the regular workers, they they stopped, and they definitely act like this is kind of normal, like they can't do anything about it. They're not getting, they're not having to pay a fee, but the, but everybody who's a passenger on this ship, who's already paid to be on this ship, is basically getting fleeced down for another ten additional gold. Um, and it's for travel. No,
0: I'm, 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 I'm not going to pay you.
1: The, the man in a mask and, I like, haven't played, just
0: met Lord Brown. Lord Bobby Brown, is that who we're talking about? Yes. Yeah, that man's a joke.
1: <laughs> you can't be saying those type of things about our Lord. He is in charge of all the land from here east to the mountains. He well, is this is not a joke land, so he's probably not in charge of this. He's he's in charge of this area of the river. All who pass through his. Through his grounds must pay yep. a fee. Put it on my tab. You you don't have a tab. We don't have tabs. This, this... Uh, can I open a tab? N- no. I'm Why not you make, paying. Are you? Do you want to make a, a roll for this? You want to make like an intimidation roll or a, perse- a persuasion roll? What do you want to do?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do intimidation. Okay. It sounds more like intimidation than. Yeah, it does to me too. Uh, yeah. Even though I get advantage on persuasion,
2: <laughs> on all persuasion rules?
0: I do. Nice, <laughs> something that happens now. Jeez, Ooh. but that's a fifteen plus seven twenty-two for intimidation.
1: How do you intimidate him? Like, how do you exactly go about making it be intimidating to him?
0: Uh, Gideon, you know, uh, how like. Heat when it radiates off a surface kind of distorts the space around it, kind of makes it you know like wavy and um,
1: yeah, you see it off of uh,
0: red scales for sure. Gideon, because of his oath of the forge um, mm. ability to you know set his it's uh, technically radiant damage, but uh, his uh, one of his auras. Um. Also has to do with um, fire thorns damage. Uh, I don't know if he has quite has access to that yet, but I, he's just channeling a little bit of that oath of the forge energy and is radiating that kind of heat. Like the temperature probably shoots up a good, I don't know, ten degrees suddenly out of nowhere. He's kind of radiating that heat and trying to kind of channel a little bit of his anger uh, into that, and just looks at the man and says. I'll thank you to get off the barge now Send Lord Brown My regards Gideon <laughs> morning stuff.
1: He like takes a step Back and he's like he's flanked by two Of these guards these Highwaymen guards basically And he kind of looks at them but They like have already stepped back Also And he goes uh, Yes yes okay yeah you, you we'll put it on your tab he says
0: And he like quickly moves away from you Gideon, with too many teeth showing, says, you do that. God, why does he have so many teeth in his mouth? It's like a shark's (laughs) mouth. And
1: then they they leave the boat. And then the barge moves, like they raise the, 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 the bridge, basically, that was blocking the barge. And you sail further south. And then you start hearing a noise. I want to say it's probably like a few hours later. You're getting really close to the the mountains. Like you can see where this river now flows through these mountains, through the pine cone. Heading south into the the rest of the continent. And you start hearing a weird, almost like a, hmm, how do I want to put it? You start to hear like a clicking noise once in a while. And it's kind of weird. It's like a weird, just a few clicks and then it disappears and then it comes back from like a different angle and then all of a sudden like a snow storm sweeps in from the mountains as you get closer and it obscures the vision of like the shoreline and everything and then you hear the clicks again and then you hear a roar and suddenly the whole barge shifts and almost as if hitting a rock and somebody screams, and then something massive climbs onto the ship, standing at about twenty feet tall. Um, it's has razor sh- razor sharp teeth, and it roars at you. And it has almost like white f- furry feathers that go down from the top of its head all the way down to its along its body and its spine with a long tail in the back and I think you would recognize this as another type of Venator and I think we're going to need a roll initiative
2: does this I think wake
1: Red me up rubbing his eyes. yeah yeah Red <laughs> wakes up you are on a a barge that's probably like only 40 or 50 feet long people are like trying to sh- like get as far away from this thing as they can
2: I I figured but I didn't want to assume and that is a
0: 17 minus 116. Gideon with a nice. hot hand tonight. Heck yeah, man. I got a three. Oh.
1: <sighs> okay. Nine's been my highest of the night. This uh, woolly Venator lunges at somebody on the side of the ship and chomps them in half.
2: Oh, man.
1: And then does a roar, and you both need to make a wisdom saving throw everybody in this whole entire ship needs to make a wisdom saving throw
0: oh i'm proficient in those.
1: everybody else on this ship is everybody on the ship fails so you guys might want to succeed
0: this. i got an 18 <laughs> okay that's an 18 plus 422 getting with a hot hand tonight
1: um yeah you both passed this uh Basically, this was a chilling roar. Anybody with 120 feet, if they failed this th- save, would become frightened for one minute. So, creatures frightened in this manner are paralyzed for the duration of the effect.
2: Oh my god! Uh, so how
0: many, how many?
1: There's about a dozen people on this boat. So they all just basically stop. How many maybe? of
0: them are with? How many of them are within um, 30 feet of, uh, 10 feet of me?
1: Probably not that many. I'm kind of picturing uh, this I'm, bar- s- I- I'm picturing this barge being <laughs> we'll a little we'll bit just,
0: like. Go ahead. We'll we'll just do this moving forward. Um, whenever I or a friendly creature within ten feet of me must make a saving throw. They gain a bonus to their saving throw equal to my charisma modifier, which is a plus four. Nice. Um, so, um, definitely counts red. And well, actually had a Gideon is interested in protect. Gideon is interested in protecting. And I, I guess I technically had a 26. Um, which is, that is wild. Um, yeah, that is just wild. something that happens. Um, right. But, uh, and that's not even subclass related. That's just something paladins do at level Jeez. six. Um, but um, as many, uh, we don't have to factor them in. Uh, i suppose but i don't know just i guess keep that in mind gideon is going to uh, where is the venator in relation to like where we were headed down uh, down river he,
1: he is on the boat uh, he's on the boat down right? re- he's on the boat like he boat. he climbed onto the boat from the river and is I'm now standing
0: lonely island i did forget i'm on um, a boat <laughs> mother um okay so gideon is uh well, it's not my turn yet, as far as I know.
1: It is now your turn. That was basically its turn. It killed a co- uh, some. It killed somebody on the boat,
2: and then uh, everyone else basically run. stopped running, right? Since they're paralyzed, they're all like
0: cowering. Basically, yes. Gideon is going to run forward, um, and get within melee range of this creature, shouting along the way. Um. Keep your distance. Let us handle this. Red, are you with me? Yeah, let's do it. Have you ever fought one of these things before?
2: Uh, not one of these, but I've killed Venator's before.
0: Good. Um, you know how dangerous they are, then. Sure. Gideon pulls um, Dawnbreaker off his back. And swings with both attacks at the venator. Uh, okay, I was I within thirty feet of this thing. Yeah, close enough. This boat is small enough that unless you literally
1: ran to the far, like it's forty or fifty feet across, but you'd have to run like at the far end while it's on the other far end for you to not be close enough to hit it. Like get to it. So yeah, you can get to it. Jesus, a
0: Gideon. seventeen plus six twenty three. That well, hits. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and roll my sec I'm going to go ahead and roll my second attack. With your rolls tonight, I
1: might have needed to pick a tougher target. Jeez.
0: That's an 18 plus 6,
1: 24. Jeez, Louise. So much this is just making up for the five fucking crit fails you had that one session. Oh, against the like- ventilator. Last time you yeah. fought a Venator. <laughs> okay, roll your damage for both those. Jeez. I even picked a CR 7 creature. Like, it's supposed to be something oh that a goodness. party of 4 that's level That's a 10 jungle. plus 3, 13. Jeez. <laughs> a 1d10. Max, max damage.
0: Is that just for the one attack? That's a, that's a 6 plus 3, ni- uh, 9, so that's 22. 22 total damage so far. And I would like to go ahead and expend a... Was my highest level spell slot. Yeah, it is just a second level spell slot. And smite this damn thing.
3: Okay.
0: So that's. Come on, good rolls. Come on, hot hand. <laughs> Oof, that is actually a pretty rough roll. So that's 48, and I did 14 damage. It's probably about average. It's a little bit less than. But a total of yeah. 36 damage to this thing. Jeez,
1: so good. It roars in pain. Um, Red, it's your turn.
0: Okay. Um Uh, let's see. How big is this thing? Uh it is huge.
1: So over um, twenty feet basically. What would
0: what would be vulnerable to is there like uh like a leg like with a is there a joint on this thing's leg or I don't know, forearms, whatever it is that Gideon could be smashing his hammer into.
1: Yeah, you could say you were smashing into his leg or something.
0: Like, the um, the weird, like... Uh, I, would, I would like to target what appears to be a fulcrum-type uh, uh, like joint. Like a, knee, a kneecap, on basically? Limbs. You want to kneecap it? Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, and I think... <laughs> I think... Um, it's like... I think it's a horizontal two-handed smash the first time, and he kind of uses that momentum and twirls the hammer around his head and comes back down on top of, it like, a, a two-handed overhead uh, smash directly onto it um, in basically the same spot, but from a different angle. Okay. And uh, whenever whenever he hits with the second one, there's, like, a burst of radiant energy. Um and it just shatters its knee, basically. And then Red. All right, nice so, to so Red yeah, is gonna uh, take yeah, he's flight.
2: Here. <laughs> um, he's gonna start flying, and he's gonna fly at this thing and uh, claw at its face, and then try to bite it in the neck. Okay, make your rolls. Ooh. So that's a nine for the claw at the face, but then a nat twenty on the bite at the neck.
1: Yeah, so the nine isn't gonna hit, but the nat twenty I think hits.
2: Mm-hmm. What a shot! So that's max damage plus my roll, right? And no modifier.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it's it's so it's your normal modifier, but then you add like the max of your die to whatever you roll. Yeah. Gotcha, so catch, what's catch. your die? Dawn has bro oh
0: sorry, sorry, wrong person.
2: Well it's only fifteen damage though, with a plus twelve. Jeez. Um and then I'm gonna fly straight up as high as I can just be over this thing's head and hopefully out of reach.
1: Okay. Does it get
2: an opportunity attack when you fly away from it like that? Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Just making sure. Okay, so it's going to roll to attack you. It, like, bites at you. Um, Does an 18 hit?
2: It does. Cool.
1: Man, I can't believe it only rolled a 10. Um, (laughs) This thing can't not hit me. Well, that can't be right. Holy fuck. Oh, that's why it's a CR. Okay. um, hmm. Hold on while I roll all these dice. Oh my gosh.
0: That's the sentence you like to
1: hear uh it does 21 points of damage to you oh boy okay as it bite as it bites you oh are you a medium
2: sized creature are you considered medium size uh if i'm a horse size i think i'm large uh horses
1: are considered medium i'm pretty uh, sure i'm
2: six too i've got to be medium
1: yeah you're huh? medium okay yeah, you're medium. I think. Actually, hmm,
0: let me see.
2: Did we take the horse on this barge?
0: Yeah, the horse is on the barge. Oh, yeah, the horse is here.
2: So what's it doing?
0: I was I was going to freaking the fuck out. I was <laughs> going to describe It's also frightened. Like this
1: is like I'm picturing this as like one of those ferries Horses you ride range. like with your cars down below while you're like sitting up top in like a city area. Oh, so your there's horse is like there's in a there. stall down below um
2: freaking out though yeah
1: yeah freaking out so your size yeah your size is a medium mm-hmm. okay i just wanted to double check that i was looking at the sheet um so yeah your size is medium um okay cool so you need to make a <laughs> a strength saving throw that ain't so bad DC 18. 18? Oh, <laughs> So it, it bites you, and it, like, it goes, like, crunch down,
0: like, to hold you. I'm guessing you're not within 10 feet of me at the moment. I mean, flying. you know, well, it's, as it's reacting, he, he also yeah. should have added plus four. Oh, yeah. I, you, he saves anyways, but, yeah,
1: you should have added a plus four to that. Okay. So it, like, it releases you instead of grappling you, basically, which it can do when it bites anybody medium size or smaller. Um...
2: Ah, son of magma, round. that hurt.
1: And then it's its turn. And you flew away. Uh-huh. After it bit you. It bit your butt, basically, as you flew away. Uh, and it turns toward G- Get your butt bit. <laughs> it turns toward Gideon to attack him. Cause you're you're the one angering it now. Does this thing have multi attack? Doesn't. Why does it not have multi attack?
0: That seems insane. <sighs> Whatever. Does it roll uh, 80 dice when it does Does a yeah. 27 hit?
2: <laughs> I assumed it did. This one was taking Maybe one reaction a little bit. attack. <laughs>
0: that is so close to a critical. <laughs> I'm just happy it's not a critical. Uh,
2: damn.
1: Uh, it does 11 damage to you. Yeah, be kidding me.
0: It seems like Gideon's on the. is, is yeah, rolling well though. and being well rolled against.
3: <laughs>
1: well. That damage was, it's, his damage for a bite attack against you is 3d12, plus 6. So he got Jeez. an 11. So he rolled a 1, 1, and a 3 for his 3d12. Yeah, you yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like, his max damage is 42 damage in one attack, if he rolled all 12s. Anyways. That's not good. But he doesn't have multi-attack, so that's nice, I guess.
3: Milk.
1: He's one of the only Venator's I have that don't have multi-attack. It's crazy. Why doesn't he have... He doesn't have claws. I guess he doesn't have... The picture I have from this only shows its head, so maybe it doesn't have like actual claws. Maybe it has
0: like... Fun fact, Brett, you took four first. less damage there, too. And I, I did as well. Oh, cool. Really? Nice. That's my subclass aura feature that I got at level 7. All the right, first time, so you, uh, Gideon, your turn. I again. or you, if you're within ten feet of me, take damage. You take my charisma modifier less damage, which is four. That's awesome. All right, Gideon. Also,
2: all of our all of our attacks are magical, which is something. To do. I think I do. Th- I think my my attacks are magical anyway.
0: Surely. Uh- because he's a dragon, and I think mine are too. Coming from Dawnbreaker, yeah, mine's
2: a little. I think. Yeah, my natural attacks—it's a little yeah, like level six or seven—become magical. You know, yeah, like Dawnbreaker months. is
1: a magical weapon, so.
0: Um, I would like to use a bonus action and cast spiritual weapon. Um. The spiritual weapon takes play. It takes the appearance of. So, this is. A spell I only have access to. It's normally a cleric spell. I have access to it through my subclass. Um, you create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration. Or uh, the casting time of this is a bonus action, by the way. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until you cast this spell again. It does not require concentration. Um, when you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within 5 feet of the weapon. I can cast it within 60 feet. On a hit, the target takes force damage, equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier, which is plus 4. As a bonus action on your turn, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack against a creature within 5 feet of it. The weapon can take whatever uh, form you choose. Um, and Gideon's actually going to make it uh, look like a dagger. Oh. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and roll that attack. Um... Does it look like Haskell's daggers? Is this daggers? something I would. <laughs> That's correct. Um, is this something that I would have proficiency in? When attacking? Spell? I don't know how. Like, because I'm making a weapon attack, right? You make a melee
1: spell I mean, attack. I... So it's. You're still just so using I your mean, spell I... casting modifier.
0: So, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd have yep. A good deal. Yeah. Sure. 17 plus 7, 24. Nice. That hits.
3: <laughs>
1: <sighs> On a hit, the target takes force
0: damage equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting. So. And then 3 plus 4, 7 force damage. Okay. And then I'll go ahead and roll both of my attacks. Uh, that does expend a second-level spell slot. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. As a bonus action, you can basically get a free attack in there. So basically, this floating dagger goes in and stabs at the Venator, and then you charge in with what, uh, Dawnbreaker? I think it's aiming for an eye, since mm. I can I can um, put it wherever I think it aims for an eye. Yeah, that makes sense. And like a shockwave of force damage basically hits it in
0: the eye. And that is two fourteens plus six for 20s for both of my Jeez. attacks. Alright. Roll your damage for both of those. The number you are aiming for is twenty six. <laughs> that is a one plus three four Ooh. and eight plus three, 11, for uh 15, fifteen total damage. But let's go ahead and smite this bastard. Can you I'll do use a level you, one spell slot? You
1: can't can you smite after you've already used a spell as a bonus action?
0: It It's nothing. It's not even an action. Smite isn't even and an action? It's just action? when you make a melee attack. Oh, okay. No, man. Oh, wow. Let me let me double check that, because, I mean... Yeah, I'm looking it up, too. When you but... hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal radiant damage to the target in addition to the weapon's damage. Okay. Technically, so... I could do this on every attack that I hit, I think. Like, I could do it multiple times in a turn as long as I spend the spell slots. Yeah. I'll spend a first level, which means it's going to hit for 2d8. Okay. For nine additional damage um which is what 24 total yep 24 it does survive that yes it does survive that all right red's going next i'm gonna see if i can leave it up to him all right red it's your turn does it look like it's hurting no it looks fine
1: (laughs) one of its kneecaps is basically blown out it's almost like down to one leg um There's a dagger, uh, like an energy, like a spiritual dagger in its eye that is like, that created a shockwave, and then Gideon just hammered it with his, his, uh, whatever Dawnbreaker is. Is it a Warhammer? What is the Dawnbreaker? It is. Warhammer? It's a Uh, Warhammer. So he just smashed into, like, basically since it dropped down to, like, its knees, he probably just smashed it in the chest almost, or even the head.
2: But it, uh, but, but, it, really, yeah, it, but it really does look every, fine Or are you being sarcastic? Blood is,
1: blood is everywhere and it looks perfectly fine Blood is everywhere, it looks perfectly fine I think some teeth flew out of its mouth <laughs> when Gideon hit it Brett, It's missing one of his eyes He said
0: what I was looking for was like 26 or 27 I was... And I did 24 It's fucked up
3: Alright, I'll fly down
0: and attack it It looks. It looks fine Okay Roll your attack roll. Breath, weapon, breath, weapon, okay. burn this barge to the Well, I
2: was going to breath, river. weapon it before I decided it was close to death. Do no, it. it's fine, uh, man. Hey, I, you don't know I if it's close the to the death.
1: Barge. It looks fine. No, I won't, I won't <laughs> no Red the definitely sees down. it's hurting. Aw, oh, that's sad. How am, am I going to make blames? you guys get lost in the woods Because if you don't burn the barge? What if you successfully make it to Silverbane? What am I supposed to do with my entire <laughs> campaign? I don't
2: think I hit it. I get a 15 and a 16. Nah, they hit. It only has a 14 AC. Oh. How do you kill this thing? Oh, man. um, So, Red is above it and I think it's, like, forgotten about him. Almost, you know, with all the chaos Gideon is causing. So, yeah. he uh, lands on its back and reaches up and grabs it, like, right under its jaw and just sinks his claws down into it and blood sprays everywhere and then he jerks its head back and just, like, bats into his face and rips a huge part of his face off.
0: Nice. Okay. Could we make that like a tandem attack? Like our actions happen basically at the same time? Yeah, sure. I'm all for if it. If you sink your claws into like the snout of this thing, and you've got like a really firm hold on the upper part of its jaw, and one of my Warhammer blows straight from overhead, catches the bottom of its jaw, and it just rips the bottom of its mm-hmm. jaw off from our combined action.
2: Oh, Yeah. Does tastes taste and, good or run? I
1: don't know. Roll uh, to a it, dragon. Roll an inside roll. Maybe it tastes great to most dragons, but maybe Red doesn't like uh Venator.
2: Spirit Not tame. It, tastes,
1: it fucking tastes delicious.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, how big was this thing?
1: Uh at least fifteen by fifteen. It was at least twenty feet tall standing straight up basically. How long is its neck? Damn, I should have re-rolled
0: one of those damage rolls. It's okay.
1: It's got a pretty short neck, actually. Like, it's it's not, like, a, a very long neck. It's got more of a torso and a head to it. And it's, like, kind of... It's it's feathered? It's feathered, but it's almost like a fluffy, wintry feather. Like an owl's feather, I'd almost say. Like, oh, it's made man. for winter weather. But it doesn't have arms or legs, either? Well, I mean, it had arms and legs... It had the short stubby T Rex oh. arms that couldn't do much, but it had like powerful legs, but one of them is kinda of destroyed by Gideon as it lays on the barge dead.
2: Red's gonna take the, the not destroyed leg. He's gonna remove it and eat him his this chicken wing later. He's gonna say You are a worthy opponent and he like pats it on the back. He goes, <laughs> I will eat you for that. And then he's gonna go just, like, viciously, but he's acting like it's nothing, but just grossly remove its leg. Like, he's yeah. just grabbing You're- and pulling it until it comes off. I feel,
1: like, I feel like some of the people here have probably seen dragons eat like this, so they're not, like, Shear has a good, pretty large dragon population, so they're probably not, like, completely surprised by this. Though they also might be in shock after watching one of the people from this boat die, get eaten by this thing in its first moments on the boat. So, they might be just kind of yeah. recover as you do this,
2: <laughs> Red puts his hand his other hand on it after he gets the leg and starts to push it off and let get in and then points at the Venator and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, you want me to get you some you want some of this um,
0: I'd rather not eat it raw well, That's
2: lame i I mean okay i'm gonna uh, this is too uh, much for me to eat all at once. He holds up the huge leg he's like I'm gonna try to make some jerky out of it. I'm not very good at it. Brax uh, is better. Yeah, Brax is pretty good at it. But uh, if it doesn't go well, I'll just eat it right there. What, you know? what 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 are
0: the people on the barge? What are they doing? How how are they reacting to? The, uh, the scene? They're they're still they're kind of in shock from the friend? attack. Their their one friend was
1: basically chewed like torn in half. Um, I think like some of the more some probably a couple people might have even passed out. Uh, nobody's looking good. They're all looking fairly sick, and I think some of them have like turned away from the scene, anyways.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I, think and that doesn't Gideon... change
2: anything. Red's done. He's just kind of ignoring nope. them.
0: I, I think, I think Gideon like, um, maybe even just holds a finger up, like looks Red in the eye, so he knows he's like hurt him, and and but holds a finger up and says, and just like nods. But goes about, like, reassuring um, the rest of the crew of the barge. And is Wind the piece, body of the the poor soul who was eviscerated still on the barge? Nah, it was tossed into the river. I, um, maybe some of its entrails are there, but not the whole body. <laughs> yeah, Gideon's not going to go, like, have a moment of silence over the poor guy's entrails. Yeah. Um, I, I think he just There's uh, there's definitely a, a number of people now
1: vomiting over the side of the boat too. Um I think, I Rez think ripping he the
2: knees, tail off of the you know, take,
0: now. kneels, takes a takes a knee, uh, and just kind of dips his head in remembrance of that poor individual, uh, but goes about like reassuring the, the crew as best he can, patting the sick ones on the back and um Just kind of tries to restore some semblance of order, okay. um, uh, and then approaches Red once he's done his rounds. And um, well, as you're, says, as, uh, you're doing, how, as you're doing as you're doing your it, rounds, um, I
1: need both of you to make dexterity saving throws.
2: Oh no, I'm not good at those. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> Me either, buddy. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a six oh. minus one five. Oh, one. and it's a four plus one. Five. Well, technically a nine for both of us, but I guess that doesn't help. <laughs> Jeez,
1: yeah, a nine for both you, a five for both you, minus one and plus one. It's great. Um, the barge also smashes into something in the middle of the river. Sending you and a large amount of the people flying off of the barge. I think the body of the Venator like flings forward, taking red with it into the river. And, all and a sudden,
2: And I definitely dropped, dropped my are... tail and uh yeah, you did. <laughs> leg, don't I? And uh now you guys are in the
1: river. And the river is taking you away. You can, like, you look back, maybe your head pokes over the water for a second, and you see the barge is, like, up against a massive rock that is just sitting there. Uh, The people who were supposed to be steering the barge were still trying to recover from the Venator attack and did not have a chance to actually, like, were not paying attention.
2: Man, who was Um, driving that thing?
1: (laughs) They rolled a three and a six on their rolls, and they did not, they were not doing great. I need both of you to make constitution saving throws now. We can say that you're still both within 10 feet of each other. If it helps, I can breathe underwater. Oh, really? Yeah. A red dragon can breathe underwater?
2: Chromatic. It's a chromatic dragon. You have a swim speed? Actually, that might be. I might be getting that mixed up with. other thing i read so we'll say i can't for now i got an 18 um mm. Mm, i rolled a four plus six really plus
0: two plus four for ten.
1: Okay. Uh red you're you're fine though I don't see anything about red dragons breathing underwater so I don't know. But yeah, you're I... still doing fine. I think I think you can swim just fine. Uh getting okay. you ha- I think maybe you took a a bit like a, a smash to the head or something when you went into the water or maybe you just got your the wind knocked out of you but you're having a hard time staying above the surface of the water and Bro, I'm in I'm in heavy armor. Oh, shit. That's all the explanation we need. I should have probably had you do like a freaking should
0: have done that with disadvantage. There, um, there are no, there are no. I mean, I looked it up because I was concerned about this. Yeah. As far as I can tell, there are no like penalties for being in heavy armor in water. Even though, like, if you want to, if you want to make it so, I fully understand. I mean, so.
1: it makes sense that you would sink, <laughs> but yeah. other than that, one that would be a lot harder to swim. <laughs> I'm googling so much stuff today. Um. Um. yeah it would make sense for you having a really hard time swimming in my opinion but red you can see that Gideon is struggling as like his head keeps dipping under the water and maybe you can tell that he is having a hard time staying afloat what do you do Hey man,
2: why are you doing
1: that? You're not swimming the <laughs> Gideon, right way. Gideon drowns as Red asks
2: him why he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the <coughs> the first time he bobs up, uh, I want to try to grab him by the back collar of his uh, armor and fly out of the water. Okay, make a strength. Uh... Hmm.
1: Make a strength saving throw. Do I get that thing? What thing? You are within 10 you feet. You're within 10 feet. Unless you can somehow grab him I from 12, 11 feet away.
2: So it's a 21. It's a 21.
1: Nice. Okay, yeah, you're able to pull him out of the water. Just barely, but you're able to do it.
0: Hey, didn't you have a dog earlier? He says as he pulls Gideon up out of the water. <laughs> Ben- Benji's still safe on the barge Benji's actually
1: swimming happily along Just watching this um, He jumped into the river after Gideon fell in <laughs> He's got a stick in his mouth And is just padding along uh, Your horse is gone though We'll, we'll say that <laughs> Or might still be on the barge But you guys have now been swept like hundreds of feet Down the river from this where the barge was Um and then red picks you up and flies you out of the river and like lands on the shore on the side
2: I, I, he drops you on the shore um without warning and not high enough to hurt you but definitely higher than like he would have dropped you if he had been thinking about the fact he that drops can't you from fly. like
1: 6 feet up yeah You clatter. Do I take fall damage? No. He said that he didn't drop you from high enough to hurt you, so we'll say that you don't take fall damage.
2: Then again. Hmm. <laughs> but I was thinking you have five or six feet.
1: Red, uh-huh. uh. Oh, man. Make a wisdom saving throw. I mean you get a plus 4 because of Gideon, fucking so saving plus throws. Four.
2: I like how many saving throws we're rolling with that too.
1: Yeah, I know. I almost made it be an athletics check just because of that. Ooh, a 20. Okay, 20. yeah, you don't he doesn't drop you from too high to get hurt. <laughs> he, he, he's smart enough not to do that. He's wise enough not to do that. Um okay, you're on the Caesar shore. your awkward the, landing and it's like,
2: "Oops." <sighs> The,
1: bar- the barge is not in sight It definitely is like It's north of where you are at this point Because the river moves pretty quickly But I mean you weren't in the river Super long we're probably saying like You know 15 to 30 seconds at most So you're probably not that far From the barge Gideon, but it is out of sight
0: Gideon whips his head around towards the barge And, and yells Distraught Susan. <laughs> who's Susan? Uh, he named the horse Susan. Oh God! Wasn't that wasn't that the name of Theron's horse? Yes, it was. Way back
1: when, who's yep. Theron? And then, and then Susan three, and then Susan. And then it was Susan, then Susan what? three, and then Susan the third, and then, <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> what an idiot, old Theron!
1: Oh, there's also other there's I'm swimming. I forgot about this until now. There's a few other people still in the river following... Sw- <laughs> being, just being dragged further south along the river. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> uh, Red's There's not a few other people. Him.
0: Okay. Um, uh, you guys are on the side of the shore. What do you do? It takes Gideon. He's exhausted and it takes too long to doff his armor to be able to actually help these people.
2: Red like chuckles as they go by. What is What is Red's alignment? <laughs> It's still undecided. Okay. He has a good angel on his shoulder and a bad angel on his shoulder, and he, uh. And his good angel is Brax, which is not a good thing. <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> Could you help them? Maybe just a few of them. Who? The people in the river.
2: Why? They're fine. They can swim. If they'd drive that boat better, they wouldn't have this problem. You know? Uh,
0: it's not wrong. They were perhaps a sight, or a, a little distracted. But, I do think, how, how, like, quickly is the river running? <laughs> like, are they fast. already
2: gone since
1: we've talked about it? <laughs> Like, they're probably a good hundred feet away from you at this point, and moving quickly. Like, it's like, uh, like, Are they fighting for their lives in the river? I would say it's not, like, white rapids or anything like that. Like, they're not, it's not, like, really crazy. It's just fast moving. So like they can probably swim to shore as long as they're strong enough swimmers, but they're gonna be swept down south pretty far before they can even make it to that far to the side of the shore. But they I mean they probably won't die, maybe. Hopefully
0: working on a barge, they all knew how to swim well.
2: Yeah, I mean they'd almost Just... have to, right.
0: Uh... I mean some of them are passengers, but whatever. Thank you for your help.
2: Oh yeah, of course, man. You were like super badass back there.
0: I think I may have borrowed a friend's luck during that fight.
2: Yeah, I think you did. You look just like Brax out there, man. I don't know that
0: I'd consider Brax a friend, or vice
2: versa. Uh. Yeah, probably not. I was just being nice.
0: You handled yourself quite well. Yeah I don't know. What Those I'm things doing. are. No joke.
2: No, but they're delicious and Oh, man <sighs> My leg I Ugh. T- <sighs> <sighs> feels disrespectful, you know?
3: <sighs>
1: make perception rolls.
0: Oh, no. Okay.
1: Pascal's gone. I'm just gonna make you guys fight non-stop now.
0: Well, gotta four- a 10 plus 4? Four, 14? No, I'm somewhere. sorry. It's a 4 plus 4. 8. Yeah. <laughs> 14 is reds. 8 is Gideon's.
1: Uh, Gideon, you're still squishing and squishing and your armor is making noise and you're zoned out. Red, you start hearing clicking, kind of like you did before the beast attacked the barge.
2: Ah, uh, jeez, there's more Venatars, he says, and then he flies straight up to scope out the area and see if he can see them. You fly straight up, and you
1: smeg... Now we're just gonna go with the 14 that you already rolled. Um, the snow is falling around you, you're near the mountains, it's nice and snowy. And as you fly up, you can see the barge, like, around the bend up north, and you see people are, like, trying to push it off the rock, and then suddenly a creature leaps out of the water and just starts pulling people, like, attacking the barge and pulling people off the barge. It doesn't quite look the same as the one you've already fought. This one has, like, spine ridges along its entire back, and... Like, it's, almost, it's more uh, quadrupedal than bipedal. Does it look more dangerous? It looks... Yeah, it looks definitely way more dangerous. Uh, and, like, it has a long, almost snake-like neck. Basically, imagine it jeez. being, like, a spinosaur. Um, oh, jeez. And yeah. it's attacking the people. And then you see near Gideon... Not too near Gideon, probably, like, moving a couple hundred feet away is two of the the white venators you just fought on the barge. And they're Coming like moving kind of in moving then, toward um, moving toward Gideon, like from the mountains basically. So
2: they definitely see
1: Gideon. They see you, but there's probably some I would say there's probably some trees in the way. There's a little bit of woods. They're probably like they're sniffing something out. They definitely know something's up in this area. But they have not spotted Gideon yet. I They might have spotted you now flying in the middle of the air as a, a nice bright red dragon. Yeah. I'm going to roll to see if they spotted you. Yeah, they spotted you. You see one Dude. of them like look up at you and roars. Um, I don't think they like try to go towards you. Obviously, you're flying, but they definitely have clocked you.
2: Uh, I want to watch them and see if they come our direction. Because I don't like, see why we would they, mess I'd, with them.
1: They're moving toward the river. I don't think they're hunting Gideon, but they're definitely moving his way. Like if he started heading south, he'd probably be fine. But if he headed north, it might he might go right into their route. And if he stays where they where he is,
2: they might spot him. Uh so I look down at Gideon. Is he looking up at me? Gideon? Or, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, so he you mentioned you
0: mentioned Venators and then took to the skies. I think he can probably intuit what it is that you're doing.
2: So. uh, So he's paying attention to you. He looks down at Red. Looks down at Gideon and like motions, "Follow me," and he's gonna fly south.
0: And you fly south. Gideon follows Mm. as best he can underneath. Mm. Okay. Um, I think
1: this is where we're gonna end it. Uh, We're gonna get like the barge is torn apart by one of these creatures, and then like these other two are hunting along the shoreline, and they I can smell the blood, so they go up that way as well. So they they miss you guys. But as you like you're heading south away from where the barge was wrecked toward the mountain pass where the river flows through the mountains. And like the forest here is covered in snow and like the ground is snow. But the trees look like they're dying. There's not like even the evergreens aren't showing color anymore. And this whole entire area, not just because of the snow, but there's something seems to be draining the life out of all these plants in this area. And I think you keep hearing roars of Venator's, like, in the background, like, in the distance as you're going through these going along the shore
0: on foot. And that's where we end it. Keep hearing roars. Yeah,
2: and, uh, Red would be watching them hunt, and, you know, also just still steering Gideon away from everything in the sky.
0: how, how do you well, feel? Well, that's probably the single best any of my characters have ever performed in a fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did really well. That it was, was, it was really crazy. Good. Some good roles. I'm happy I didn't bring Brax along. I was going to have him travel with you guys, and I was like, you yeah, know I, I don't feel like it. And then, if he would have been there, it would just been overkill on that thing.
0: Yeah, I did not want to fight two of them. <laughs> I mean, how am I feeling... It seems like Venator's are becoming increasingly prevalent in the world, and that can't be a good thing. Um, Yeah, I think you rolled that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Um, I mean, nothing will bond two new characters or two new adventurers together more quickly than surviving a harrowing situation.
2: It's true. Um, All
1: right, let's do uh, end of session questions. End of session questions. What was your favorite thing that happened this session
2: killing the (laughs) Venator
1: I like Brax picking on Gideon a lot that was my favorite part of the session
0: yeah I mean I was actually leaning that direction myself (laughs) Um, I think my favorite character moments were Gideon's basically flawless performance in combat Yeah, it's almost
1: like when you don't have people around to help as much like rogues and monks around you do really well (laughs) what was your favorite character moment
0: red
2: not saving the people in the river
0: love that gideon after landing his fourth consecutive attack said who do you think you are i am
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) oh god yeah red red's alignment is definitely under question at this point it's definitely very Mm -hmm. i guess we're gonna go neutral for right now maybe
0: neutral chaotic that, feel, that feels like that could be true neutral or chaotic neutral.
2: He's being pulled in one direction to chaotic evil and in the other to... Chaotic good? What is Brax? Is chaotic Brax good. chaotic good? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so his his warring emotions at art, all times are chaotic good. Art chaotic is also evil. chaotic
0: good or maybe neutral good. Yeah. And art, art is still inside. I
2: originally, when <laughs> I
0: first made Brax, he was neutral. Um
1: brax was neutral but I've definitely leaned more chaotic good with how he's turned out basically
3: <sighs>
1: what could have gone better or how do you feel it went overall buddy go into bed i'll be right there
0: I mean I feel like it I feel like it went pretty well overall um I mean I guess the sh- the barge could have not crashed but yeah, I, yeah I, I could have not
2: I had no complaints, though
0: I
1: wrote
2: well, for the NPCs um, And they did not do well <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, It was awkward in the beginning But I think it was Good and natural You know, not like, uh, like I don't think that's something that could have went better I like the awkwardness
1: Yeah, a meet-cute that goes really well And everybody's really smooth Doesn't sound as good as one where you're like Uh, this is really awkward Mm-hmm I'm having to make another friend and travel with another random person, and this person is a dragon. This
2: is, uh, this is going to be interesting. This is really cool. well, uh, I'm, I've, I'm looking forward to more, more of it. Yeah. I'll have my new character sheet next time, too, so... Okay. Um, do you guys want to shoot for
1: Saturday this weekend, or? Sisters hey, <laughs> Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde and I'm Orion the DM. Catch you later.